I'm on the winning side. Yes, I'm on the winning side. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. It is God's desire for His people to experience victory and to live on the winning side each and every day. We are so glad that you have joined us today and pray you will be blessed as you listen to today's edition of The Winning Side with Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. Well, good afternoon. My name is Daniel Manis, one of the assistant pastors here at Victory Baptist Church. Thank you for joining us today on The Winning Side broadcast. We do hope that it is an encouragement to you wherever you're listening, whether it's in the car on your radio, whether it's on the podcast, uh, whether you're on the Facebook live stream, we hope that today this bless, this uh, broadcast is an encouragement and a help in your life personally. Hope that you're having a great day as well. We know we had a great service last night here at Victory Baptist Church with all that was taking place here on the property, uh, with master clubs going on, uh, with discipleship, and then also with our evening service. We were so thankful to have missionary Benjamin George with us here, uh, all the way from Argentina. And he shared with us his burden and how he is seeking to reach those people that are lost there in Argentina. It really was amazing just to hear uh, how many people have not yet heard the gospel. Uh, hundreds and hundreds of thousands that have not yet heard the name of Jesus. And it deeply burdened my heart to do more for missions. And I hope that was an encouragement uh, to you as well uh, as we seek to give to the Lord and support missionaries all around the world and this country. I do want to say here a happy birthday to Brindley Harvey, to Gabriel Roberts, and to Lindsay Shaw. I hope that y'all have a great day. I hope that you're having a great day so far. Uh, in just a few moments, we're going to be in Genesis chapter 50, looking at verses 15 through 21. Genesis chapter 50, verses 15 through 21. But now, I hope you enjoy this song. Well, I guess you've all heard the story in the Bible it was told about the three Hebrew children and all the idols of gold. How the wicked king commanded every knee should bow to Baal. They said, do what you must, we're gonna put our trust in the God that cannot fail. Well, he's the great, great God, Jehovah, so greatly to be praised. He's the God that'll take us over every mountain sin is raised. Out of all the gods have been worshipped, there's a difference you can't tell. He's the only one who ever gave his son, he's the God that cannot fail. They were bound and yet determined, as in the furnace they were thrown. But it didn't take long till the king found out they weren't thrown in the furnace alone. When he came to the edge of the furnace And he first leaned over the rail He counted Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego And the God that cannot fail He's the great, great God Jehovah So greatly to be praised He's the God that'll take us over Every mountain sin is raised Out of all the gods who've been worshipped There's a difference you can't tell He's the only one who ever gave his son He's the God that cannot fail Well, he's the great, great God Jehovah So greatly to be praised He's the God that'll take us over Every mountain sin is raised Out of all the gods have been worshipped There's a difference you can't tell He's the only one who ever gave his son He's the God that cannot 
We're in Genesis chapter 50 here. I hope that you enjoyed that song. Looking at a story of a man that is well known, we know a lot about in scripture, the man named Joseph. Uh, Joseph was a man that uh, had a lot of good things in his life. The Bible says that the Lord prospered his way. Uh, people could look at the life of Joseph and they would say, Joseph has the hand of God on his life. Uh, everything that Joseph did, God blessed it. Uh, wouldn't that be a wonderful thing to be able to say about your life as well? Oh, I know, that's my desire. I want God to bless whatever I do. I want him to look at it and say, it's blessable by me. Oh, Joseph was used of God. Joseph was blessed of God. But you understand, although Joseph had many blessings, his life was not without many burdens. Oh, his life was a difficult one. His brothers forsook him. He was sold into slavery to the land of Egypt. Uh, he was brought to a place of, 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 in Pharaoh's palace and then down to the pit and into the prison. And he went through quite a bit of difficult things uh, throughout his life. And here's what we see about the life of Joseph. Although he had some highs and although he had some lows, although he had some ups and although he had some downs, uh, he was a man that we saw who had the heart of a servant. Uh, he had the heart of a servant to give to other people. You know, sometimes this life can treat us unfairly. Sometimes people can treat us unfairly. Sometimes circumstances don't always go the way we want them to, and there are people that are responsible for it. Here's what we see about Joseph. We see that he was a man that although others treated him wrongly, he was determined to keep on treating people rightly. You know, we love Jesus. We love God because he first loved us. The New Testament tells us that. It's a natural response of man to love those who love them first. Uh, when somebody says, I love you, uh, your natural inclination is to love them in return. When somebody value you, values you as a person, uh, your natural inclination is to value them in return. And when we think about our God, all that he's done for us, uh, oh, we want to love him more because he has first loved us. Here's the thing, though. Uh, that is just a human side of it. It's a natural response. But in Luke, Jesus is speaking uh, to his disciples, and he says this, If ye do good to them which do good to you, what think have ye? For sinners also do even the same. And if ye lend to them of whom ye hope to receive, what think have ye? For sinners also lend to sinners, to receive as much again. But love ye your enemies, and do good, and lend, hoping for nothing again. What's Jesus saying? If you only do good to those who do good to you, it's really not that big of a deal. For all of the world does the same thing. If you only give to those people that are going to give back to you, it's really not that big of a deal. That's what the natural man does. That's what even sinners do. Those who aren't followers of Jesus. But you want to see the character of somebody who knows God? You want to see the character of a believer? You want to see a character of a Christian, a Christ follower? It's somebody who loves even when they're not loved in return. It's somebody who gives even when they're not given to in return. That's where the rubber really meets the road. Oh, it's easy to love those who love us first, but how about when they don't? How about when we're mistreated? How about when things are done unfairly to us? We see in Joseph's life, although he was done wrongly, he did rightly. Uh, why was Joseph able to do this? Why was he able not to get bitter, not to seize up his giving to others, uh, not to uh, just to, 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 to no longer give back to others. Why was he able to do this? There are a few things we see in God's word here that Joseph understood about his God that helped him to continue serving others. 
Maybe you're listening today and you say, Daniel, truthfully, there are some people in the past in my life, there are some people right now today that they always haven't treated me rightly. They haven't treated me fairly. They haven't been just in the way they've handled me. Oh, and, and so easily bitterness can creep into our soul and it can influence the way we give to others, the way we serve, the way we give of ourselves. But why was Joseph able to keep on giving although much was taken from him? Why can we keep on giving although much is taken from us? First reason here is this. He knew that God was working behind the scenes. Uh, we're in Genesis chapter 50, beginning with verse number 15, the Bible says, And when Joseph's brethren saw that their father was dead, they said, Joseph will peradventure hate us, and we will certainly requite us all the evil which we did unto him. And they sent a messenger unto Joseph, saying, Thy father did command before he died, saying, So shall ye say unto Joseph, Forgive, I pray thee now, the trespass of thy brethren and their sin. For they did unto thee evil, and now we pray thee, forgive the trespass of the servant of thy God. And Joseph wept when they spake unto him. And his brethren also went and fell down before his face, and they said, Behold, we be thy servants. And Joseph said unto them, Fear not, for am I in the place of God? Then verse number 20 here, But as for you, ye thought evil against me, but God meant it unto good, to bring to pass as it is this day, to save much people alive. Now therefore fear ye not, I will nourish you and your little ones. And he comforted them and spake kindly unto them. Notice what's happened here. Israel has just passed away. His brothers, Joseph's brothers, who have mistreated him, who have done wrongly to him, they understand that Joseph is in a place where he could execute judgment upon their lives. Joseph could do evil to them, but does he do that? No. Joseph does good to them. Joseph says, I'm not in the place of God to judge you. I'm not in that place, but oh, I am in a place. I am in a position that I can help you. And so notice what he says. He says, fear ye not. I will nourish you and your little ones. And he comforted them. Oh, you can see the character of God in Joseph's life. But why was he able to do this? One of the reasons is because he knew that God was working behind the scenes. Notice verse number 20. But as for you, ye thought evil against me. He didn't bypass what they'd done. He acknowledged what they did was wrong, but he showed that God was able to use it for a greater purpose. But God meant it unto good. I don't know what you've had come into your life within the last year. I don't know what you've had come into your life within the last 10 years or within the last 10 minutes. But there is one thing I know. We have a God that's able to work behind the scenes and use that which was supposed to be evil for us for his good and for his glory. Romans 8.28, this is a verse you may know, says this, We know that all things work together for good, to them who love God, to them that are the called according to his purpose. Uh, when I was in college, the drama department would oftentimes put on these big plays, these big productions, and maybe you've seen those uh, somewhere along the way. Uh, oftentimes, they would have a scene with just a couple people right on the front of the stage, and then there would be a big curtain right behind of them speaking. Uh, as they were speaking on the front of that curtain, it always amazed me what was taking place behind the curtain. Uh, there were individuals that were putting pieces together. They were putting the set into place. And then those two individuals would walk off the stage and the curtains would open. And it'd be amazing to see a scene, a magnificent town, a magnificent village, something that wasn't there before. In a few minutes after the set had finished there, after the scene had finished there, the curtains would close again. 
and two individuals would come back out. They would do part of the play in the front. And then the curtains would open back up, and it would be a totally different scene, a different scenario. Now, I understood, just as well as you did, that that did not happen by accident. Uh, there were individuals moving things in place, making it happen so that the play could continue as it should. Here's what we understand about our life based upon the Word of God. We don't always see the behind the scenes. We don't always see what God is doing in the present. We don't always know what God is doing in the moment behind the scenes. But we do know this. All things work together for good. God is moving pieces. God is making changes. God is doing a work beyond what we can see. And although Joseph in the moment, as he was sold into slavery, and although Joseph in the moment, as he was put into a prison, and although Joseph in the moment, uh, as he said no to sin and temptation from Potiphar's wife, although in the moment he couldn't see it, he looks back and he sees the hand of God working. Oh, we can trust God knowing that he's working all things out for his good and for his glory. Maybe in your life you look back even now and you can say, honestly, Daniel, that's the truth. Ten years ago I couldn't see what God was doing. Oh, I was in a valley there. I was in a hard place. Oh, I didn't like the th way things were working out. A, a missed opportunity, something that didn't happen the way I wanted it to. But you can look back now, 10 years later, and you can say, wow, I saw the hand of God there. I saw how God was working. I saw that God was moving. How about Paul and Silas in the prison? Do you remember their story? They were preaching the gospel. They were doing good. And their ministry took them to a place where they were in chains. They were in prison. But what did they do? They sang God praise. Uh, they worshiped God in that prison. And then the earthquake came. And then as a result, what happened? The prison keeper and his family got saved. Oh, God was working behind the scenes there. Hey, here's what you can know. Even if people treat you wrongly, even if some injustice takes place in your life, even if you are taken advantage of in the way you give to others, there's a God that's able to work it for His good and for His glory. Secondly, here we see that uh, Joseph was able to do good even though he was done wrong because he knew that God was capable of judging. There's no sin that gets past our God. Romans 12, 19 says this, Vengeance is mine. I will repay, saith the Lord. Oh, I sure am thankful that God is a merciful God here this afternoon, but I'm also thankful that God is a just God. The Bible says in Genesis 18, 25, Shall not the judge of all the earth do right? Often we feel that we have to bring vindication. We feel that we have to, to set something straight. We feel that we have to get back at somebody else. But here's what Joseph did, and here's what we can do. We can say, God... You saw what they did, you saw what took place, and I'm leaving it in your hands, knowing that you're able to do a much better job judging it justly than I ever would be able to do. And you know, here's the thing, they didn't get, they didn't get uh, out of their sin. Uh, they had to face some consequences. I think for Joseph's brothers that they faced the consequence of guilt for a number of years. Uh, they had to live day in and day out seeing the sorrow of their father, seeing the heartbrokenness of their father, they had to live day in, day out, knowing they caused that, knowing their brother was likely dead as a result of what they had done. And we find that this is on the top of their mind uh, in Genesis chapter 42, when they first come before Joseph. As Joseph is questioning them, as they are seeing that things are not going to go the way they wanted them to, notice what they said. This is the first thing they said. We are verily guilty 
concerning our brother, and that we saw the anguish of his soul when he besought us, and we would not hear. Therefore is this distress come upon us. What are they saying? Oh, do you remember? We're guilty. Uh, this, is, this is God's judgment on us. Do you, do you remember uh, when we saw the anguish of our brother? Uh, he was crying out to us from the pit as we threw him down there, and we didn't have mercy on him. And Reuben answered them, saying, Spake I not unto you, saying, Do not sin against the child, and ye would not hear me? Therefore, behold, also his blood is required. Did Joseph's brothers get by with their sin? They didn't. Did they get by and not be judged by God? Oh, no, they didn't. They had to live day in and day out with the guilt of what they had done. Dear friend, I know sometimes we have the power to bring vengeance. Sometimes we have the power to try to, to make right a wrong that somebody else has done to us. But that's God's place. A vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. And if we trust God, we can trust that he'll take care of things. Uh, God's not going to let anything get past his radar. He will deal justly. So we've seen here that he knew that there was a God working behind the scenes. He knew that God was capable of judging. But then also here, uh, what can we know in the midst of our difficulties, in the midst of being done wrong? Why can we keep on giving? Why can we be bountiful in the way we give and serve others? Here it is. He knew that the Lord was with him. Although Joseph had some highs and some lows, although he had some ups and some downs, although he had some downs and he had some outs, he knew all the way around that there was a God who was with him through it all. And even though we're done wrong, we can keep on giving because God is right there beside us, going with us, helping us in the midst of those situations. The testimony of Joseph's life is this, the Lord was with him. Oh, I want that to be the testimony of my life. Oh, that God was with me. Aren't you thankful, he says, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee? I will fear no evil because thy rod and thy staff, what do they do? They comfort me. Oh, the shepherd is going by with us all the day long. He's continuing with us. The Bible says, a pastor actually preached about this just this past Sunday, endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Oh, this life can be like a battlefield sometimes. We can face much hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. But here's what we must remember. There's always going to be somebody with us in the battle. He's going to go with us. Uh, Deuteronomy chapter 20, verse number 4. For the Lord your God is he that goeth with you to fight for you against your enemies and to save you. You may have enemies. You may have those that have taken advantage of you. You may have people that have mistreated you. But in the midst of that, know this. God is a God that can fight your battles for you. God is a God that can win those wars that you can't win. God is a God that we can trust, that he'll set things in order. Oh, he's all-powerful. He's almighty. And if we believe that just like Joseph did, we can continue on. And we can keep on giving to other people. We can keep on serving other people. Remember, it's only natural to love those who love us. But what happens when people don't? What happens when people don't serve us? We can keep on serving. We can keep on loving because we're not like the world. We're a Christian. We're a follower of God. And the character of God and the character of Joseph can flow out of our life, knowing this, that we are on the winning side. Thank you for joining us today. Hope that it's been an encouragement to you. On the winning side. Yes, I'm on the winning side. Thank you for joining us today on the Winning Side podcast with Jeremy Coburnett pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. 
If today's episode encouraged you in your Christian life, would you consider sharing this daily podcast with a friend, a neighbor, maybe a family member, or a coworker? We are grateful for your help in spreading the good news of Jesus Christ. If we can ever be a help to you in any way, please let us know by calling or texting us at 252-308-4600. Thanks again for listening today, and we look forward to having you join us again next time on The Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett.